You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Champions League rolling along right now. Liverpool and Manchester City are tied at one after the referee absolutely penetrated. Man, a city. I think there might be a riot soon. Man City are in a lot of trouble. They came into this uh, match down 3-0 on the old aggregate. Yep. I'm I'm an unbiased uh, supporter friend of yours who have no action on this game but i will tell you this game watching the highlight and a lot of people are going wild on twitter saying oh nah, it was offside it was definitely onside yeah you know it what, was a goal you know what it There's was no debating it, that i think it might have been offside but the thing is the ball hit the dude on liverpool that's right which nullifies it from being offside. correct correct so like the placement yeah for a split second hit the guy was offside. yeah it hit the guy in the knee complete garbage would have would have went up two two nil I've got one of those soccer bets, like minus one slash one and a half. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love the way they break up the soccer. Slash. So, yeah, like I'll get half my money yeah. back in one, or if yeah. it hit one and a half, I hit them both. If you get three goals, you get them both. Yeah, but I'm a little bit of trouble. I got over two and a half. I think there'll be one more goal. They're in the 63rd minute right now. but uh, Well, yeah. Manchester City's going to have to press because they're so far back right Dude, now. they've been all over them all afternoon. All right, here they come again. Here they come. Here they come. <laughs> Come on, give him a makeup call. <laughs> what are you talking to? See a late delayed offside call again. <laughs> You're gonna that's that's <laughs> freaking soccer. Yeah, it's like soccer. <laughs> Hate it because it's always moving. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you know, he's offside now. He wasn't when we when, kicked when, the damn ball. ball. When the ball was chipped. Yeah, that's frustrating. I think uh <laughs> I think uh, the fans are starting to panic a little bit. They uh, sure right? are. Well, they're aware. They're about to get bounced from the Champions League right now to Liverpool. That's a big upset. Huge upset. It is. Oh, oh, oh. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep, uh, yeah, we'll keep, keep keeping around the game. Now Liverpool is uh, pressing. At this point, I don't care. Just score. Just somebody goal. score. Yeah, get the game over at least. I'd prefer, I'd prefer if Man City would just win this game 2-1 now or 3-1, but they're screwed. They and lost the first game three nil. Yeah, they need four goals now. That's right. It's not happening. Like they need, they need to get to four. That's why I'm surprised. Actually, like they still haven't got. Like you got to throw the, everybody up there. It doesn't matter if you're going to lose, you're going to lose. Dude, so you they take the scored, chance. They scored in the second minute. Yeah. Then you started to like, feel good. Like right yeah. away. Boom. Bam. The crowd's going crazy. <laughs> and even the announcers, the British dude was like, oh, oh Liverpool are in a lot of trouble. trouble here. Like, yeah. yeah, he was like, this, is, this isn't this is good. This is exactly. Because it's not impossible for Man City to beat these guys 3-0. But now they gave up a goal. They're screwed, Ken. They need to win 4-1 yeah, to, to get this to a tie. That's tough. They get this up to 4-1. And then they, you know. The way I'm hoping, Cam, listen, I just need them, you know, if they can win by two, get it to 3-1. But, uh, all right, so what's the deal now? Substitutions. Substitutions. You better hurry the hell up, man. All right, soccer's pretty frustrating <laughs> to bet on. Stupid and the World Cup's right around the corner. It's just like, uh, just like baseball. So, oh, anyways, yeah. this is Red Heat and Rage, uh, Game Time Decisions Radio. I am Gabriel Morenci. He is a Cam, a Stewart. Dave Malinsky will join us straight from the strip in Las Vegas, Nevada. In a couple of moments' uh, time, we'll talk some baseball and some NBA uh, with the man that I call 
The professor. The professor. Although I got to tell you, Cam, I'm, I'm, you know, this NBA season just won't freaking end. Oh, I know. <laughs> People are bitching about hockey. I'm, you're looking at the sked going, God, the playoffs are on the weekend. Come you know, on, Adam, end it. Adam Silver does a lot of good things as commissioner. Well, I don't know. He's just less annoying. Really, like, people praise Adam Silver. Yeah. Adam Silver this, Adam Silver that. The only reason, because he's not Gary Bettman. Yeah, he's not <laughs> Bettman, and he's not Roger Goodell. Exactly. Like, you know, like, those are, honestly. Those are guys people loathe. Dude, Saddam Hussein is more likable <laughs> than Gary Bettman. Like, honestly. <laughs> like, between the two of them, Gary Bettman or Saddam Hussein, I'm like, yeah. Ah, yeah Saddam Hussein's got a little more, uh, yeah, like, uh, charisma. It's a tough one. <laughs> like... It's yeah. It's, yeah it's, Saddam Hussein's more of a, a guy that would walk into a Monte Carlo casino and you go, "This guy's a roller." Like most most commissioners are pretty much like douchebags. Yeah, right? they're, they're dead. Yeah, they look they look pretty dull. Roger Goodell is like a cop. Mm-hmm. Roger Goodell, like then the that you know, I'm, Roger Goodell's probably like a wannabe FBI agent or something. Like he that. looks like you're absolutely right. He absolutely looks like uh, he looks like a policeman. Couldn't pass the test or something, so now he just terrorizes uh, National Football League players. Batman just looks like a weasel. Or a bad, a really bad, sleazy lawyer. Batman? You know what I like to do to Gary Batman? And I can't really say if, for legal purposes. Yeah, I can't sit here and threat, physically threat. Put him in a chokehold? Well, like I said, you know, watch the movie Good Cop, Bad Cop, <laughs> in which uh, they, they, for legal purposes, they can't call him Gary Batman, yeah. so it's Gary Butman. <laughs> Gary Butman. <laughs> and, yeah, dude kidnaps him in Quebec and, like, tortures him and stuff, Cam. Amazing. Yeah, they, I haven't seen it. You told me, yeah. but I got to watch like this. They, he takes him to a basement in, yeah. like, an apartment in Montreal, and, like, he ties him up. And he's like, oh, you want to steal the Nordiques, huh? And move him to Colorado. I and like he starts, like, like, punching him. It's like. I like your style yeah, because Batman. this one's evil, whereas like Celtic yeah. Pride was more of a comedy. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> you know what I mean. This, this is was, like no, this it was more, sort of a comedy, yeah. but it would get dark. Yeah, because it's because I mean? it's Quebec. Of course, it's gonna get dark and mean. And then the best like <laughs> sort of punchline is like the cops save Batman in the end, but they leave him tied up. Yeah, they're like screw you, and they walk away. So they don't like him either. <laughs> type of deal. That's amazing. Yeah, but if we, what I'd like to do with Gary Batman is to just take him for a ride. Like far, far away into the country, and, and just, just leave them there. there. Yeah, yeah. kind of like what we want to do with the, a certain horse. Yeah, just just leave them there. Like just basically yeah, just say, say right, bye Gary, bye. You listen, we're not, not. You know what I mean? We're gonna take you to Crackton. Find yeah, your no, way just home. Like you know, basically, if we could, sort of like um, you know, like the government does when they just like grab people off the street and they throw you in a van. Next thing you know, you're in a dark site and like. Uh, you great, know. great point. They do it during Olympics and stuff to keep the streets clean. They say, "Hey, yeah, where are we going? <laughs> We're not down." Well, no, that's a little mystery different. location. Then they just kill the people. Yeah. <laughs> they just kill the homeless people in Brazil in these places. But no, it's like the secret dark sites. Like they pluck, uh, they pluck people that you know they think are potential terrorists. They grab them, and then they sort of illegally detain them, and they fly them to an undisclosed location in like a, in a basement in Panama or something. You don't know where you are. Yeah. You've been blindfolded. You're on a plane, and you just sort of here you are. You're in a room somewhere else in another country, and they can torture you and get away with it. Yeah, it's, it's called black sites, Ken. That sucks. It's a black site. Nobody knows where you are, and so they can illegally do what they want. That's what I like to do to Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Except we don't we don't need to torture. No, him. you don't hurt. Him. Just no, blindfold no. him and put him somewhere. Yeah, I'm just saying, like a black site, a black site for Gary Batman. 
Like Batman just sort of gets grabbed, put on a, a put on a plane, yeah, put him somewhere. And listen, like he's free to live. He's not. He doesn't get physically injured or anything. But it's like, dude, yeah. you now live in Peru. Yeah, you're no out. longer the commissioner you're of the, the National NHL. Hockey League. Yes. Figure it out. Yeah. Good luck. And if you contact anyone with the NHL, <laughs> then you're gonna have a problem. All right. Yeah, Batman's a tool. Uh, Bud Selig was a Bud Selig. I don't think Bud Seeley was a bad guy. No, he's just kind of G-shucks, where's my custard like type of guy. He just seemed kind of well, like you know clueless. where Bud Seeley made his money? Used cars. He literally was a used car salesman. A very successful one at that. Yeah, pretty successful, I'd say. Son of a bitch. Well, I bought the Brewers. <laughs> exactly. He must have been amazing. And then Major give him League, credit then. And then the Major League Baseball owners got tired of having a real commissioner, so they just put one of their own guys in at Bud Seeley. <laughs> yeah, Bud Seeley was just not very smart. And it was that dead raccoon that he wore on top of his head yeah. for a toupee that yeah. kind of like it killed his credibility. Yeah, it's, it, when you when you have that bad of a lid, like people start to question. It's like if you're the commissioner, you got to have a really good lid if you're going to wear a toupee. It's got to be custom. Yeah, but Adam Silver, back to Adam Silver. You know, oh Adam Silver, this everybody loves Adam Silver. Yeah, the you know, the NBA the last couple is the last couple of weeks have been a joke. They really do have to address this. Now, I, I don't specifically blame for this. It takes time to change these things, but the season's just too long. The players have tapped out like a month ago. Exactly. I mean, right. the, the season should have been over two weeks ago. How many more players have been injured in the last two weeks? It's freaking ridiculous. Stars too. You're ripping fans off. Like you, know, you go to these games tonight and tomorrow. In the next two days, Cam, there's like one meaningful game. Denver plays Minnesota yeah. tomorrow. Win and you're in. That's pretty cool tomorrow night. Nice and simple. Utah, Utah, and the Lakers tonight. Utah can move up, but they half game back of uh, yeah, Portland. Utah, Utah is trying to nail down the three yeah. seed. You're right. So no, there's some jockeying for yeah. position, but the only thing is in the NBA, I don't even know like if the teams want the position. It's kind of what we talked about. Utah yesterday. does, but yeah. we talked about this yesterday. And you said a good point. They're not going to tank. We don't know what they're going to do, but there seems to be an ongoing theme here with these teams and and the jockeying for position. You saw the Miami Heat-Oklahoma game. You saw what they did in the fourth quarter. That's what it was. They're they're playing fine basketball the whole time, and then, boom, then it's over. That's what happens. You see the way Oklahoma City dominated? They went from losing the game outright to covering in a laugher game. That's what's happened, and it's happened in a lot of those games late. You know what? I got very fortunate uh, last night uh, with that, that I bet at an unnamed sports book because they don't pay us. Yeah, uh, but when your NBA team gets up by 17 or more points, they pay you in game yep. as a win. Click, but only if you did it on the money line. So I took the Miami Heat on the money line. I got paid at plus 170 on the money line because they were up by 17. Fantastic! And ended up losing the game. Brilliant. I got paid like that last week too in an Angel baseball game. They have a thing in baseball if you get up by four runs. Yeah, four runs, yep, that's right. And the Angels were up four nothing. They ended up losing a game five four. I'll tell you, but, I won, but I won my bet. Good point. In baseball, you're going to be using that function a hell of a lot more. Four run lead in a baseball game that can evaporate like bam, like half an inning gone, man. I'll tell you, that's a great. Tampa great Bay Rays are up four one right now yeah. in the White Sox. Yeah, White Sox struggling. I'm on the. I I can't lie. I'm on the Pirates at five to two, and I took a piece of the White Sox. I, I got to get off the White Sox. That was a bad bet. Chicago uh, bookies in Chicago. Chicago are enjoying this afternoon. Cubs losing. Yes, exactly. White Sox. Sister Jean threw out the first pitch. She clocked in at uh, 0.2 miles an hour on the radar gun. Notice her in her Cubs gear. Of course she wouldn't be a White Sox fan. That's just, that'd be sacrilege. No, no. It takes, you know, the White Sox, uh, the White Sox don't pander to Loyola, Chicago. No, they don't. 
White Sox, that's uh, Illinois country, Cam. The alumni. <laughs> Put it this way well, with the Cubs and the White Sox. Which which team did Bo Jackson play for? White Sox. Which team did Michael Jordan play for? White Sox. Who's got cooler uniforms? White Sox. Who's got a cooler... Uh, well, the announcer, you got Hawk Harrelson. He, he gone. No one likes Hawk, but I, 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 I know I love Hawk. I don't mind. He could put it on the board. Yes, seven two, good guys. <laughs> Five nothing, bad guys. You know what? I like Hawk because you know what? If you're going to be a biased announcer, you got to do one thing: be over the top for your team, which is Hawk, or be absolutely neutral. Know what the problem is? Nobody does that stuff. You watch these games, man. It's brutal when you get a hometown guy. You know he's going for the hometown team, but he's trying, trying to keep it fair. It doesn't work. I think the one of the, the probably the biggest homers in the NBA are the Clippers guys, man. I don't know the dude's name, but holy crap, is he a homer. Like, uh, <laughs> you know, like he, he, you'd think that the Clippers have won like 14 championships and stuff. That's how you keep your job in this world, though, right? It's like uh, Mike Wilner and, and the Toronto Blue Jays. Like that's how he's stuck around forever. You know, yeah, they got a whole new radio staff. I was listening to the game coming home on the radio. I like Josh Tolley as a as a guy, but man, he's uh, it sounds like he's been hitting the head with a lot of baseballs there. That was a tough broadcast. You better not listen to Sportsnet and uh, Blue Jays uh, radio uh, in a car for too long. You might crash. You might fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't even know. We're gonna get a damn goal here. Lots of time left. Uh, not lots really. of time. It's like 15 minutes left. Uh, plus lots extra of time. time. Lots of time. This is a Stay shot positive. Right now. Stay positive. Now. Positive. Kick it. Son of a bitch. Over the net. <sighs> a lot of frustration. Fact is, there's a, how many disallowed goals have there been in this game? Two. 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 On us. Now you're right in the box, man. Come on, guys. Not even close. Nope. From our angle, it looked a lot better. Boo. I'm getting frustrated with this crap. Boo. Stupid soccer. Stupid soccer. You got stupid soccer and then, like, stupid baseball, too, man. Baseball's starting to piss me off, too, man. Last night, I'm on the St. Louis Cardinals. They have the bases loaded. Nobody out. They're down by one run. Of course, all they can manufacture is a stupid sacrifice fly. fly. Yep. The game's tied. And then a goal! 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 <laughs> Wrong team, though. What? Wrong hey, team. I thought we'd be on Liverpool, buddy. Big pooches. <laughs> That's a dog with rabies right there. This team, like, what were what were these guys' odds like to to, to advance past Manchester City? Well, before oh, I think it was like six to one. Before, yeah, before the aggregate started. Yeah, before today, it started, it was six. Man like City three. were plus four fifty. Exactly to today, today, today. Yeah. exactly. I'm talking about at the start though. At the start, Liverpool was about six to one. I'm thinking. No, I got to tell you though, nobody thought Cam that uh, everybody thought that basically Man City would win this game. Yeah, just two, just two, because. three nothing yeah. or whatever. And, and Liverpool, ooh, a lot of a lot of things are happening. All right, we hit the over. Good stuff. We'll take it. We hit the over. Uh, they're willing to cash my bet out right now on my uh, Man City. They're offering me thirty-four cents. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get a pack of juicy fruit. Uh, Ignore. <laughs> 34 cents. Honestly, you can't even buy you, a pack of rent. No, you can't. You can't get like, like a cinnamon heart. I'll tell you one thing, man. When 34 they, cents. When they offer you that stuff, it actually, you know what it does? It's psychological. It enrages you more to try to get back at them later on. 
Yeah, you know what? I should it just absolutely. I should, I should like take, you're just throbbing. I should take the thirty-four cents. Because <laughs> you know what? No, because no, you figure, you figure, like out of spite, you're right. It's like screw you, you, man. Maybe I'll get some like crazy ass miracle, and uh, they'll actually end up. These guys are dead. These Liverpool fans, when they want, honestly, let's let's talk about what's going to happen when when, yeah, they, when the state fans are there is going to be a huge fight right now. They're getting wasted and cocky, and you know what happens in soccer, Gabe? Bottle head split. Yeah, I could see I could see some real ugly things happen at the end of this game. Well, speaking of which, actually, you know the uh, oh now they're offering me twenty six cents. Twenty six cents. You know, you figure what's the point, but. I should just take it. Take the 25 cents. That's a phone call. It sure is. One cent your change. I don't even think it is a phone no, call. No, it's not. 50 cents now. Pay phones are 50 yeah. cents? Yeah, they are correct. I lost my cell phone in desperation. Went to McDonald's. 50 cent pay phone. Good luck. Holy crap. Man. Yeah, life's tough. It's not even a lot of pay phones around anymore. No, they're hard to find. It's a crime. It's a shame. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Game time decisions, red heat and rage at radio, fantasy sports, radio network, iHeart, Tony Cicada will step up and in a little bit later on. We'll keep our eye on these Champions League soccer games for you. 3 nothing Roma uh, right now. 3 nothing uh, Roma. Uh, they're in the 82nd uh, minute. Um Barcelona won that first game 4-1. Four, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Roma's making a move, buddy. Roma is uh, making a move uh, right now. They're going to need one more. Roma's going to be gunning uh, for it. That'd be a major upset, too, if they could, if Roma could find a way to well, actually score. What were they today going into it? Probably. Oh, they, they were monster. It was, uh, yeah, mob to qualify. It was, uh, actually, you know what's crazy right now? Roma's minus 450 to qualify. It was four one. Anyway, no, so, uh, yeah, I thought it was four to two. Was in it four Yeah, that's why they're leading right now. Was by it four one two? Yeah, it's four to two. They're leading one by one well, on good aggregate. Call, good call. Yeah. Stupid aggregates. All right, let's bring oh, in uh, away goals. This and that. Molinsky doesn't care. We're gonna break down the NBA and MLB, yeah, yeah. baby. Let's talk about American sports. Yeah, that's right, Uncle Sam, baby. Yeah, enough of this crap. crap. Boo, Euro, soccer, Euro trash. <laughs> Actually, really pissing me off. But <laughs> He's pissing the only me the only thing more frustrating than betting on soccer is betting on Major League Baseball. No. Let's bring in the professor, Dave Malinsky. You can read his column, sportsbookreview.com. It's right there on the front page. Dave, it's always a pleasure, sir. How you doing? 
you know, to say that I don't care about soccer makes it appear that I'm unfeeling. And I don't want people to get that idea of me. I, I care. In my heart, I do care. I just haven't figured out a way to make money off of it. <laughs> the World Cup World Cup is coming up, uh, Dave, uh, in, a, in a couple of months. But all kidding aside, one thing we talk about, you know, we've talked about hockey in Las Vegas and the popularity and its growth growing at sports books and, and, and the handle at the book. But soccer's really come on in Vegas over the last couple of years as well, Dave. I remember living there even, you know, four four years ago or, you know, six years ago, whenever. I was there for one of the World Cups, and, you know, the Westgate was jammed, man. And, you know, the, the Euro Cup, the, the World Cups, you know, Vegas, there's there's people from all over the world that live in Vegas and go to Las Vegas. So I've always thought, actually, uh, Vegas would be a good place for an MLS soccer team as well. But I would expect the books to be banging this summer, Dave, uh, for the World Cup. They will be, and in particular, um, on a lot of those days, they're going to outright baseball here. They will get more small tickets on World Cup uh, than they will on Major League Baseball in those cycles. It's a population base that really relishes it when the time comes. What that's going to do, too, is it's going to open the door for those of us uh, that are scavengers to find opportunities in the marketplace. We're going to see more betting options and forward. We're going to see more props here. So that is something I will be plugging into. Uh, so speaking of scavengers, it's like a scavenger vulture. It's like a scavenger hunt at uh, these last couple of days yep. in, in the regular season in the NBA. Dave, me and Cam were talking about it earlier. Uh, the Utah Jazz are still playing for something as far as positioning. Now up to uh, minus eight right now. It was just seven and a half, sitting at minus eight. Then you got the uh, the Washington Wizards and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics are locked in right now to the two seed. Uh, the Washington Wizards... You know, they, they could finish anywhere from 6th to 8th, I guess, uh, still right now. Yet, you know, we wonder. I don't know, like, if they want to play for the Celtics, who wants to play who. But isn't it a dangerous game, Dave, when you start trying to handpick your opponent in a National Basketball Association? That's the type of stuff that, you know, nobody really ever wants to lose on purpose, do they? They don't. So you only, though, trust the guys that really can be trusted. And here's the interesting guy out there tonight. Uh, It's Steve Kerr. If he gets a win at Utah, that will lock Portland into the number three, which will make Portland the likely second-round opponent for the Warriors. But it might also create a Utah-Oklahoma City 4-5 matchup, which means that in the second round, when Golden State's playing Portland, Houston might have to play Oklahoma City or Utah. If you're Steve Kerr, don't you get after this game tonight to try to create that? And part of why you want to avoid Utah, if possible, uh, since January 20th, Utah's 29 at 6. Only Houston has been better since that. That's the time that Rudy Gobert came back. So there's one tangible team out there that absolutely can do something to help themselves. I don't think Golden State's too afraid of Portland right now. Portland is a gritty team. But they don't scare you the way that Oklahoma City or Utah might in that possible second-round series. I've got no idea if Steve Kerr actually thinks that way, but he just might. 
It's hard to lay seven. And I, I know Utah's playing well, Dave, but you just see Golden State as a seven-and-a-half-point pooch, and you, you almost want to pull the trigger even with those guys there. I know you like the Washington uh, Wizards today on your card, Dave. It's something we read, reading the SBR column. It was fantastic stuff, talking about John Wall playing a lot, not playing a lot. But you say the Wizards might be in a very, very good spot? Yeah, the one thing that we saw Brad Stevens do against Atlanta on Sunday is literally let a game get away. Had a 13-point lead in the second half, yet Aaron Baines was the only starter that saw the court at all in the fourth quarter, and Stevens was open about it. He said, you know, our our reserves need playing time. We're going to need them at some point in the playoffs. They need some work. So I think between the game at Washington tonight and the home game with Brooklyn tomorrow, uh, Stevens will get more work for the reserves. And if he feels his team needs to win a game, he knows he can get that one tomorrow. So I don't think he has any particular upside to get after this one tonight, whereas it's so big for the Wizards. And and think about this setting uh, for Washington that you don't get very often. A home game, three straight days off, and then another home game. They're going to be a little fresher than usual for that setting tonight. Dave, I was talking about Adam Silver earlier, and he gets a pass, and he gets credit for being one of the hipper commissioners uh, in professional sport, but... You know, to me, they dropped the ball in the schedule. There's, you know, the schedule is too long, uh, but there's too many back-to-backs uh, for the teams. And the fact of the matter is the NBA season is a freaking grind. And they have the regular season ending on Wednesday night and then the playoffs starting on Saturday afternoon. Like, there should be a little bit more of a lull, Dave. You know, you should give, you know, the season should have ended already and should give these guys an opportunity to get ready for the playoffs. Even the NHL, the NHL ended on Saturday. There was there was a makeup game on yeah. Sunday, but they ended on Saturday, and the playoffs start Wednesday. They're like, yep. all right, guys, get ready for war. You got four days off, and they're going to get killed. And then you're playing every 48 hours. Yep. But the NBA, they sort of drag it out, and it just rips the fans off. You know, like these fan appreciation nights and stuff. The home teams don't care. They're going to the playoffs. They're getting ready for the playoffs. And then, boom. Not to mention, Dave, I want to go to game one of the Toronto Raptors series, let alone I don't know who the hell they're playing. I don't know what time the game's at. Yep. And it's, it's Saturday. It's going to be Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening, and I'm not going to find out till late Wednesday night. I think it's ridiculous that uh, they don't give t- the fans and the teams enough time in between Wednesday and Saturday. Just end this damn season earlier, Dave. Like, after all this, you're giving teams 48 hours to get ready for the playoffs after. It's ridiculous. Well, keep in mind that in setting this up, they started playing back in the middle of October. So the only way to end the season earlier is to start earlier. What they're supposed to do, and and unfortunately they can't bring themselves to do it because of the money, is completely redo. The the schedule is nonsensical. There are almost no rivalries around the NBA in terms of geography. So let's just say, okay, you've got 30 teams. Everybody plays everybody home and away. You play a 58-game schedule. The top 16 get in the playoffs. And you know what? If you did that, it would be more popular than the NFL because fans love relating to the NBA already. They plug out a lot, though, because fans can't keep up with 82 games. You drop it to 58, make it a real sprint for playoff seeding, you'd see some awfully good basketball. Fans would love it. But you just can't do that. They'd be giving too much money away. Yep, that's what it is. I'm being, money. I'm being a little, yeah, I'll be a little bit more 
realistic and say if they could get it down to 74. 70, 74? Yeah. Like, you you know, if you could yeah. cut six to eight games off. Yeah. And the trade off is because, like you said, the players aren't taking less money and the owners aren't going to make less money. So I think the trade off would be you add another playoff. You add like, an, and they wanted to do it anyways. You, you add like a wild card to get in type of deal. You gouge fans for playoff tickets and you can sort of get some of the money back. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, Dave, let's talk some baseball uh, right now. The uh, the Washington Nationals got all they can handle um, from the New York Mets uh, over the weekend. They got back on track last night with Scherzer on the hill. Tonight they have Strasburg uh, going minus 230. And uh, it's funny, Dave, I remember asking you about uh, your approach to parlays a couple of weeks ago. And you said, well, if there's an opportunity to uh, to get a plus money parlay, we'll jump in. And it looks like you're you're considering this tonight uh, with the scorching hot New York Mets and the Washington Nationals parlay together. Uh, actually, it was the Washington Wizards. Um, oh, the Wizards. The Wizards. The w- oh, you're going to do the Wizards. Yeah, the, oh, my bad. So you're going to parlay them. You're going to minus the seven and a half. He's mixing it up with the New York Mets. Uh, no, Wizards on the money line, taking advantage of the fact that I don't think Brad Stevens cares about the scoreboard result. He might want his team to play well enough to hang in it or compete. I don't think Stevens cares about winning. But here's what we can do with that is it is possible to find edges in the high price ranges in baseball. There could be a minus 190 that should be 240. They're just hard for people to bet. It's a difficult money management thing. So what we're telling people and readers to point back is if you have a big favorite where you believe there is an edge, but it's awkward for you to go to the window and lay two to one, find something if you can work a money line parlay together so that you can still take advantage of the edge, but it makes your money management more tolerable. It's minus 107. Wizards money line and DeGrom uh, starting for the Mets tonight. I'm a greedy guy, Dave. I'm a greedy guy. He won another game. He won three games. I put the Nationals in that as plus 178. (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, if you think the the Nationals bring an edge at the price point. I see an edge with DeGrom over Smith. I've really liked DeGrom's command. His for, he's throwing all four of his pitches for strikes, so I think that price is a little cheap. I don't think Smith has the command to be a major league pitcher yet. He's really struggled. So here's a 190 that could be sitting out there 230, 235, you know, a month from now. I thought the Strasburg price was right about where it should be. Dave, I love uh, what you wrote about uh, Patrick Corbin of the Snakes. A uh, two two and zero start and great breakdown of uh, finally the guys found a pitch. He couldn't he couldn't use the slider before, but fifty one point three percent of the time in comparison to thirty eight percent. The K's forty one point seven percent. You know, up from twenty one point six. Like it's very very early in the season, but when a pitcher with his stuff can find another secondary pitch and he's using it big time, this could be good things for uh, betting him down the future. He uh, actually looks like a good bet. It's like one of the things that we have to deal with in all sports is how do we measure recency and momentum and all these various things. That's a conundrum. But when you see pitchers change their style, and that was the real big point with Corbin, he's literally throwing his slider twice as often as he was two years ago. So those stats of two years ago don't carry that much weight. It's not that he was hot or cold. He was a different pitcher then. And it's something that Butcher has done with this Arizona rotation, and look how everybody in that rotation has developed a secondary pitch. Even Zach Granke, at his age, 
got tweaked a bit by Butch. So look at the way this pitching staff has performed. Corbin's got a lot of confidence, but here's what happens when you start throwing the slider a lot. He's developed a command of it. So he doesn't have a slider. He's got a slider he could change speeds on a little bit and aim for different places around the strike zone. That's what happens when you get your confidence and you get enough rhythm working with a pitch. Arizona Diamondbacks are a dangerous team uh, right now. Eight and two out of the gate. They're plus 678. We'll do a little market watch a little bit later on in the program, uh, me and Cam. But, um, you know, you talk about Corbin, guys. What, what's your take on Godley uh, so far, uh, Dave? And, you know, one thing I notice after after every game, basically, the opposing managers are all saying the same thing about Arizona. They're like, damn, man, their pitchers are got nasty stuff. And and you talk about Corbin when Corbin's in his own, and Godley as well has some pretty nasty stuff going right now. And the confidence level in that pitcher's room has to be you know, really, really starting to grow right now, Dave, with Arizona. We know they can hit the baseball, but this team can pitch as well. We haven't even talked about Zach Greinke. It's big when you talk about that confidence because that's what it's really been with Godley. He was number two in the major leagues in curveball usage last year. He believes in the pitch now. So he was extremely effective. And what he's able to do with that curveball, and this makes him real dangerous, is also get ground balls. He's able to get the curve low in the strike zone. That's a real effective pitch for him. He still doesn't carry a lot of sex appeal. Yeah, you know, you could have bet him at a cheap price at first yep. pitch last night. I thought the fantasy guys would start to jump out there on that. But no, he, his strikeouts are still just a bit below the fantasy sex appeal level. So we still have a window to be betting on Zach Godley for a little while. Yeah, it's funny. You're right. The fantasy guys, they love the strikeouts. strikeouts That's what it always yeah, comes exactly. down to. Doesn't strike enough people out, Gabe. Fantasy guys are starting to buy in on Junis, and we saw another great start for Junis last night with the Kansas City Royals. He's been on fire. I had the under of the game. Little yeah. I know, Cam, that the what? freaking Royals are going to score a double digit. Was it 10 nothing? I don't think. Come on, man. <laughs> I got the under 80. Come on. Like, I can't, can't buy a break, but nope. Junis has pitched real well, too, Dave. Hey, and he's got some upside. Yeah. And of course, the, the difficulty we have, though, is so many of these pitchers that we like, or saying we like right now, We'll be on the show probably in a month saying, oh, they're getting overvalued now, so we've got to play the other side. And, and that's why baseball yeah. starting pitchers, the single most difficult to catch a run with, because, and largely it's because of the fantasy market. Everything is studied so delicately that you, you know, if you've got a guy to start here, I want to play on this guy, or a pitcher you don't like, I want to play against this guy, you're only talking about getting two or three bets in. Before everybody catches on, you're right, Dave. The lines are damn sharp. You're right with baseball. It's like yep. the, the other. You can't. You talked about it in the old days. You go to preseason games. You thought you were way ahead of everyone, right? There was no computers. You had inside stuff. The lines, and you've talked about this before, Dave. The lines with baseball, everything is written into the line already, isn't it? Yeah. Let's go to something we wrote. We did at point blank last week, and it shows you a little bit about the fantasy influence. If you took the six worst pitchers last year in terms of strikeouts per nine, uh, of pitchers that do enough to qualify. So these aren't guys who are real effective, but the six bottom guys in strikeout ratio, if you bet them in every single one of their starts, you'd have been 18 full positions ahead. And why is that? Well, it's not because the pitchers were good. It's that the markets were selling them at a bargain rate because nobody wanted them. That's what we have to do over time. If we're going to make money, 
It's about locking in at good prices. So I'm going to be betting on a lot of pitchers soon that I don't like and betting against pitchers that I do. The logic. Yeah. The professor. The well, logic of a legend in yes. Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> Get smarter on a daily basis. Read his column right there on the front page, sportsbookreview.com. Dave, it's always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Hey, good luck, everybody. Right, we got a lot of stuff to get to. We'll do a market watch. Maybe we'll take a look at the Cam's bag. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Red Eat Rage Radio. I'm Gabriel Baranzi. Sit alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. Lots of crazy stuff going on. Kids crying uh, in the soccer game. Oh, my God. I see. I've never seen so many toddlers uh, lose their minds there. Who was that? Uh, Roma pulled off the big upset. Uh, Roma, Roma won, but they didn't advance, so it was probably confusing to the kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was watching kids cry. It's like it's confusing to you. <laughs> He's like, Roma won, right? I'm like, no, they... They won 3-0 in the game, but they yeah, still don't go on. The Barcelona oh. were celebrating after. Oh, yeah. great. But imagine, yeah, you're a kid, your team wins. And you're still not winning. Everyone's all upset yeah. after the fact. Yeah, lots of, lots of tears. Just for the record, anybody uh, planning on going to Russia for the World Cup, and it is very tempting to go, considering that uh, Vladimir Putin, being the great guy that he is, has stated you're allowed to bring uh, marijuana, uh, cocaine, cocaine, and heroin. Yeah, party time. You need to have a medicinal letter, though. How do you get a medicinal cocaine card? I don't know. <laughs> Show me the doctor. It's not yeah, it's not like for marijuana. Like marijuana, my mom's Same uh, with my heroin. mom's got a marijuana card. Same with heroin. Yeah, like uh, can I get like you go to see your doctor and say, I got symptoms. I really want to get that heroin. Doc, card. I got a problem sleeping at night. <laughs> I got anxiety problems. Can you really can you help me out with some smack? <laughs> Even I don't. I don't. Even I don't think bringing heroin to the World Cup is a good idea. No, I don't. Like, like I don't care what they said. They're like, hey, you sure, want a bunch of on. soccer drunk hooligans yeah. on smack with like syringes, camp? No, that's so stabbing you in the yeah. bathroom. E, 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 e. <laughs> so yeah, I was gonna. And on a more serious note, I'm not kidding either. Uh, the Russian hooligans have warned people. Uh, that they're going to kill you. Yeah, they will. You yeah, go, like you with, watch you watch football factories. Yeah, guys with, die with death, though. Yeah, like they basically stated, but not everybody. Just if you're uh, you're English, if you're British, yet there could be a misunderstanding. Being an English speaking person, it's a good point. Like yeah, yeah, we you know. You don't have the same accent as, no. as somebody from the UK yet. No. But say after the Russian We're dealing guy, with a bunch of drunk hooligans. They're going to say, look, this guy's definitely British. Yeah. Say Angus, say Angus comes they're over. They're going to think, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're gonna, oh, there's a big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm right saying. There. I'm like, no, Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, I'm dead. No, think about it. Angus, you got to walk around with like a flag on your back. Yeah, Canada. Canada. Yeah, what, what, like we're, we're backpackers at the hostel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, like think about the Scottish guy who's going there like, uh, you know, him and his gang are going there net. That's the thing. Are they going to think Irish is Scottish is British? They're in big trouble if you're from the UK. That's some deep stuff. It's like war almost that uh, Argentina 
have united. Like the Russian, uh, the Russian hooligan dark website the other day put out like the thing. We're united with the Argentinians. And there's like gangs from Argentina coming. Teaming up with Russians. To get the Brits. Oh, the Brits are in big trouble. And know what the Brits do very poorly? They walk home alone, like, like you know what I mean? Just drunken, loud, loud. Like that. that's a great place to, yeah, to end your life. If I was British, I'd be definitely very, very scared. <laughs> Okay, these Russian guys, you, you've, you've watched these shows. They'll kill, they'll, yeah, they'll kill you just for, for like, liking the wrong team. If you're British, yeah. you're, you're better off just not going. I agree, 100%. I wouldn't go. <laughs> you're just stupid. No, honestly, you're taking your life in your hands, man. These guys don't screw around. They, they kill. Now, I'll show you uh, I'll show you that there's a video cab. They're in training. Here, here, there. Check these guys out. This is yeah. they're they're in training. They're ready. <laughs> wow, these are the Russian guys that you're gonna wait to see as you come and watch your your team play. They're gonna be waiting for you outside the arena, oh, God. the stadium. It is a disaster. It looks like a Mel Gibson movie. It actually these it's like guys, worse. It's like it's like even worse. They're savages. These guys. Yeah, these guys look like they would like like they're, they're they look like the type of dudes that were kicked out of the Russian military for being yeah. too crazy, yeah. and violent, killing too many people. Yeah, yeah. You shot yeah. up well, a killing, village, yeah, killing yeah. your own. Ah, oh, you know. Yeah, no. It's uh, those guys like just even looking at those bald heads and tattoos. I'm scared right now. This isn't a very, casual. very, very nervous. Yeah, this is an eagle fan in the parking lot outside the yeah, link. Exactly. Outside <laughs> yeah. of Ralph Wilson. Some, hey, some hey, drunk punk hey, ass kid. Hey, you asshole. Know? Hey, asshole. Yeah. Seahawks suck, asshole. I'm like, yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Russian hooligans have warned. You want war? Then you'll have it. Fighting is in our blood. This this June will be doing more than just singing. One brag that uh, visitors should prepare to die. They better go to the gym and prepare themselves somehow for this. <laughs> yeah, Russia is going to be a fun place. Oh, to be yeah, this yeah, yeah, great, great tourism spot. You go to the World Cup and you come back in a pine box. No, no, thanks. I think I'll watch on TV. <laughs> You're right. It would be a good time. But oh, yeah. A real good time. Real good time. I know something bad would happen to me if I went to Russia. <laughs> Buddy. I'd end up getting You're arrested. ripping off in a Vegas sports book after 30. What are you going to do in Russia? They're like, ah, some big fat guy in a Tennessee volunteer shirt. I'm the sheriff, man. You better shut up. And then what are you going to do in Russia? He goes, hi, I'm Vladimir. I kill you. No, Marantzi. I think we're I think we're safer in uh, this general area. watch on TV? <laughs> yeah. I'll see, I'll, I'll see you at the sports bar. Gonna watch on TV for sure. Yeah, these guys make these guys make uh, Raider fans look like Boy Scouts. They sure do. They absolutely do. I got a story for you, Gabe. What do you got for us? Um, well, it was interesting. You know, uh, my tenant, uh, Portuguese Joe, cleans supermarkets and big companies at night. Yeah, Portuguese Joe. He's very excited for the the start of the NHL playoffs, isn't he? Yeah, actually, he was fired he's up. A watching, big, big Leaf fan. Watching CNN last night, he almost put a brick through the TV. With uh, oh, uh, with Trump stuff. With oh, does he feel as though they've crossed the line? He thinks Don Lemon and his panels have gone too far. <laughs> too far. Yeah, He's so very upset. Your roommate just like watches CNN 24 hours a day and stews. Right? All, he, like all, he, he, all he watches, he watches Portuguese soccer and CNN. Like Jets hockey games. That's all he watches on TV. Three channels. Oh, he's a Winnipeg Jets Oh, fan? loves the Jets. He's from Winnipeg. <laughs> so anyway, they have a meeting at this uh, low-grade grocery store by my, by my place. My place.
you know where you get the real cheap stuff like tuna for 66 cents and there's a dollar store in there. Uh, I, to be honest. Anyway, you're in a rich. You're, I've you're, never shit fresh coke okay. before, Cam. You're in a rich neighborhood. It's in a poor neighborhood. I hate to say it. You're not a rich guy, but you're in a rich neighborhood. Fresh coke is like the supermarket of uh, low grade. Uh, it, yeah. It's low. It's of a lower grade. Anyway, well, the stuff is close to the expiration date. Very close. So they had an incident uh, the other day when Joe was there. This is how desperate these guys. This guy lives right down the street. I'm in like a little bit better section, but a hooligan came in there and stole a giant cooking onion. A bag of onions costs like literally $2.99 for a bag. He, he stole an onion. The kid worker at Fresh goes, sir, sir, don't steal the onion. The guy stopped, punched out the kid at Fresh Call, working there, like split him open. Over an onion. Split him open, like blood. I'm surprised it wasn't on the local news. And the guy runs out with an onion. You know how much the onion cost? About Joe was saying approximate value 48 cents, okay? So he beat up a guy and made him bleed for 48 cents. They have a meeting at work. Oh, the kid. Yeah, so they have a meeting. Listen, yeah. just yeah. let me just state that the yeah. kid, the kid should have kept his mouth shut. All right, that worked yeah. there. You well, should have minded your own business let me and finish, let the guy take the Let idea. me finish this story, Brent. you're on the case. So the general manager had a meeting with the kids. He goes, guys, if anybody's stealing an onion, a carrot, a potato, you let them go. He goes, the only thing you got to get worried up about is for, like, the Parmesan at the triangles. Oh, yeah, they're 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. And another story. There's this guy. He's a notorious thief in the, in the region. They have his picture up all over the grocery stores. He did it again. He walked into the Fresh Co., with a bag. He went to the Parmesan wheels. They're about $25 a pop. <laughs> now listen to this one, Brett. You're going to love this story. Cleaned them out. So he cleaned them out, right? So Joe knows it's all this stuff. You know, he's, let's just say he's done things in his life. He's got a good instinct about people who are shady. Stuff like that. Anyway, the guy goes there, loses them on camera. Want to know why? I found out something very interesting. The cameras that are functioning at the grocery stores, the only ones that work are where? The seafood section? And the meat section, the most expensive items. He ducks to the bakery section where the cameras don't work, goes down military style flat, has a knapsack, puts 30 wedges of cheese in the knapsack, and he's gone. He's out the door. Because wow, he makes the move in the exchange from the basket to the knapsack in the bakery section. Because all criminals know... The bread's where the cheapest. Kaiser's twenty cents, two dollars a loaf. All the they're expensive. Not worried about that's the that thing. Corner. Yeah, he figured out. They're These, not worried about you stuffing a bag. That's what in I'm your talking jacket. about. These crooks are so smart. They know when I'm going to make my move and slip things in. You do it in the bakery section. Yeah, anyway, I didn't want to give everybody like a tale of like if you want to start stealing stuff, but criminals well, are cr- criminals are smart. Yeah, it's like uh, if you notice, like my corner store, they're not dumb. They have the batteries behind the cash. Of course they do. <laughs> yeah, and shoppers, they got the same. It's like the razors. razors. Razors, yeah, forty. Like you're not oh, stealing them. Razors are. Stealing. Have you seen the prices of razors? I want to join the join the Dollar Shave Club. Forty bucks for razors. I'm like, why do you think I keep on growing my beard? Like, I'm not shaving. Are you kidding me? I use cheap razors. Yeah, you know, use the the, the Mister uh, Mister Razor. Like I don't. I don't Ninety nine cent uh, disposable. I don't mind getting cut up a bit. Yeah, I'm, yeah, a, I'm a man. You're I'm a, like yeah. my my gun. I'm you a, like you like one blade. That's pretty good. But you know, I lived uh, I lived with a dude uh, many many years ago, a hustler from Baltimore, and. Um, he was even slicker than this guy. You know what he would do? He would go to the pharmacy, and uh, he would disappear. He would slide into the stock room in the back and hide. He'd put, like, a blanket over himself, and he'd hide under stuff in the stock room 
until the store closed. Oh, God. And then, you know who? Pills? And then he'd have a free-for-all. Yeah, and you know how expensive medications are. He had a free-for-all. What a, whoa, man. <laughs> People don't know. Like, you could walk away with thousands and thousands now, and thousands of dollars worth of product. Yeah, now, um, he, he did it a few times. So he started to get greedy and stuff. And right out of a movie cam, he fell through the roof. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, up, up in the tile. Beep. Seriously. <laughs> he fell. That's amazing. That's why I could never was, do it. I'm too heavy. I'd go right through. He was in, he was in somewhere. And he was like, he was yeah. Oh, he was hovering he, in the, yeah, the system. He was yeah. like above, like, and it was kind of this thing he's, he's, he's in the vents. And there were people around. So he kind of got pushed in oh. to where he didn't want to be. So he was kind of like stuck in this spot. And he said, like, it happened fast. It was like, poof. And he was like, oh, shit. And then, bam! And he went through. Oh, God. He landed. On his back, too. The thing yep. is, though, the store was empty. So he didn't know. So it's like he didn't know what time it was. Yeah. He was sort of freaked out, right? So he actually fell through. But when he fell through, like some stupid sensor went off, he eventually got uh, he eventually got caught. Like, uh he was doing it in the same neighborhood. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, Here's the thing. Stealing a potato. Once you're yeah. stealing pills, like, they're on to you. It's like, well, his, okay, no, buddy. His big thing was cigarettes. Oh, yeah, cigarettes was big time. Yep. 12, 15 bucks like a pack. Hockey right. bags. So cartons. Oh, cartons. Man. Hockey bags. Yep. That was their thing. Keep them in the stock room. To get out. <laughs> and another one was uh, perfume. Yeah, yeah, they got some quality perfumes yeah, there. Yeah, you tag them for the, the upscale perfumes and stuff. Anything they yep. could sell in his mind, but... Um, his buddy actually got shot by a cop. Like, well, well, like well, while he was trying to steal the pills? After doing this, it was a oh, famous yeah. thing in Montreal, actually. The kid was handcuffed. Cop shot a handcuffed kid running away. Wow. He was like a 17-year-old kid, and he got popped. He got popped, like, with an in-store, in-store robbery. So uh, they got caught. He got caught. The guy I knew, like, got away type of thing. But this guy got caught, and uh, they were hardcore, like, they were hardcore criminals, these dudes I knew. And and um, when they were at the police station, even though he was handcuffed, <laughs> he got out of the car and took off. With still handcuffed? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me. He's like uh, no, he's he, like Sherlock Holmes. He, he could jimmy off. the cuffs. He There's kinda, a lot of guys who can do that. He kind of he kind of like bumped the yeah. cop there and took off. See ya. With the handcuffs, and he was a fast kid. He was a brother, like from. He was a fast dude, man. <laughs> so with arms, he's still moving. The dude, yeah, he was. I don't know where the hell he thought he was going to go. It's like a residential street. The cop station yeah. was on. To where are you going? <laughs> like they're going to get you. They're going to catch up to you. Yeah, but a cop shot him in the back. Wow. Yeah, yeah, cop shot. It was like, you know, so it was going back to, you know, white cop. Um, yeah, a cop cop shot the dude. It's a big, uh, it was a big. Uh, big story. Yeah, a big scandal. <laughs> big scandal after the fact. The guy actually that I knew, he ended up robbing me. Really? Well, yeah, you, just, you know criminals. They're going to end up screwing you. Yeah, that, yeah. that's. Can't trust anybody, Morency. No, you can't. <laughs> no, the moral of the story is don't trust anybody from Baltimore. <laughs> That's the, <laughs> I've been to Baltimore. Yeah, that was the best. That was the best. There, when I walk out, there, I, like, I walk out. That's where I wrap up the story. Yeah. Don't trust anyone from Baltimore. <laughs> Sorry, Baltimore. I, I walked out of the hotel. The guy goes, especially the Baltimore don't Orioles. Go there. Don't go left. Walk out. Baltimore's rough. I'm not gonna tell you, Cam. Like this game tonight with the Toronto Blue Jays and the Baltimore Orioles. I don't. I want to take the Jays 
but I know I'll lose. Last night I was on the orange. Yeah, oh yeah. The, the, it's like the zigzag theory. Course, I know I'll be wrong. I'll be wrong. Got it. No, Bundy was uh, he was doing his thing. He was pitching. Bundy and, pitched well. Yeah, they just they, nobody could score with runners in scoring position. Jay game was a joke. Yeah, and another thing about you talk about fantasy, whatever. Hap's striking out a million guys now. <laughs> like he's become a strikeout pitcher. He strikes out the side. Like I gotta be honest, man. Hap's like this guy's really figured it out, man. He's dangerous, and he's always cheap. Tough, oh. tough, tough games tonight. It, I, I agree. See, I confused Dave Malinsky's parlay. I thought it was a Washington, no, no, yeah, yeah. Washington National Nationals. New York Met parlay. It's a Washington Wizard money line. Yeah, he was dancing between New the York leagues. Met parlay. Yeah, he 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 likes he loves the Mets tonight. Only two hundred for Degrom. I know because they're on the road. But uh, what big, about big, throwing the Nationals in that parlay at plus one seventy eight? Steven Strasburg on the hill tonight. Yeah, they should get it done. Yeah. These are the two, you know, basically, Cam, the only time the Nats can be trusted, and it sucks because they're big favorites, but is when Scherzer and Strasburg's on the That's hill. That's right. You don't want to bet them when Tanner Roark is pitching. No, no. Mr. Two, two out, uh, give up grand slams. And we yeah. all know how you feel about my boy Gio Gonzalez. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'll tell you something, man. I'll tell you something. If the Washington Nationals have Scherzer, or if anybody goes out for a long period of time, the Mets are winning that division as a huge pooch. Billy the doorman got him at 6-1 we'll, at the start of the year, and I'm telling you. We'll like, never let you. Uh, Washington will gag. <laughs> we'll never let you live that one down the path. What, Gio Gonzalez? Oh, yeah. He had one last, good game after I said he sucked, then he sucked last, again. Last year, Cam went on a tirade about Gio Gonzalez sucking. <laughs> that day. He almost had a no-hitter. Yeah, he pitched no-hitting. No, He went in the ninth inning yeah. with a no-hitter that day. <laughs> you got to admit. It was My pretty, Twitter was blowing no, up. I know. <laughs> Cam's an idiot. I'll tell you one thing, though. He was crap after that. He, he was. was shit. Gio Gonzalez still blows. All right, we'll do that market watch. Who's making money? Who's costing you money? I'll tell you, the Bronx Bombers already cost me money. Damn Yankees. Okay. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Level two. Fantasy Factor. Fantasyfactor.com. Check it out. Great website for the recreational DFS player. You can have some fun over there. Single contest entries only. You don't have to go up against people like Tony Sincata. Sharks. Tony Sincata. Tony Jumbo Shrimp Sincata. <laughs> 
Still waiting for my jumbo. Oh well, yeah, shrimp, the man. jumbo shrimp uh, stuff. We got the hat. I would and a T-shirt. Great logo. I might have hit a new low last night. Actually, uh, gambling. I'm not proud of this one, but I bet on a uh, El Paso Chihuahua game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the team. The El Paso Chihuahuas. Yeah, Triple A. Oh boy. Yeah. Do you know anything about these guys, or just just a vibe, or? No, basically. Um, yeah, Pacific Coast League games. A lot of them go over. Yeah, all the games basically in Las Vegas, Reno, or Salt Lake City, uh, because of the altitude, are extremely high-scoring games. Uh, but I had the in-game over 15-and-a-half, and they only got to 14. 14 nothing. <laughs> Again, 14. the other team doesn't score a run. 10 nothing. I got, I got over 15-and-a-half, exactly. Stupid Las Vegas. It was a Las Vegas 51. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Might have a gambling issue when you when you're like betting on AAA baseball at one a.m. on a on a Tuesday night yeah. or what Monday night you got yeah. probably got a problem. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's not the New York State lottery, but it's close. Like I'm getting upset. I'm like, <laughs> hey, the bases loaded. I'm like, can't believe you guys left runners on. Like, yeah, Vegas. What are the chances? They got shut out, fourteen nothing. <laughs> That's the best. The two last games you've had the total of the Mariners win. Uh, what was that? Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Kansas City beat the Mariners ten to nothing, and now fourteen nothing with the Chihuahuas. Yeah, I hate. Uh, I'm starting to hate everything. Yeah, that's just bring, true. bring the damn playoffs on. Man. Hey, hockey playoffs tomorrow, but basketball on the weekend, buddy. Let's rock. All right, let's do the uh, the market watch. I know we get some music uh, for this. Before we start, Gabe, there's one division. We need that, like sort of like you know uh, like uh, what what or money like cash registers coins. No, that, well, Man, everyone. I don't want to hear does. money by Pink Floyd. No, that's I too simple. Trust me, I, I do, something. Do, 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 it's do, like yeah, that's never been. Buddy, done. I've heard that song so many times. I, I'm, I'm not. I like the band. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of that song. It puts me. You want to talk Radio about anger? Radio station I used to be on oh, years ago drives me nuts. There was a segment in the day. Brought to you by, by like a local yeah. accountant. Yeah. Money. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Money. Come on, man. <laughs> well, you do the other one there. Money, money, money. money. So come on. Come up with something else. No, we need like, uh, we need like sort of, uh, you know, market music. Market music. Yeah, market music. All right. Uh, so I, I there's one division. Every team is losing money right now, if right. you could believe it. So let's take a look right now. Let's start off in the American League East. All right. The Boston Ooh, Red Sox. Cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Most profitable team. We're using $100 units uh, here right now. So if you bet $100 on every Red Sox game, nine games so far, you bet $100 on every Red Sox game, you're up $636. Good start. Red Sox. I like them tonight against the Yankees. You do, do you? Yeah. Chris Sale against the Yankees? Why not? Interesting. What are the Yankees showing you that uh, you want to bet on them tonight? It's a short price. It is a short. Severino, that's a tough game. Very, very, very tough game. I repeat, I like the Red Sox tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Somewhat of a surprise. I got to give them credit. I didn't see it coming. It's early. It's early. The Toronto Blue Jays are 7-4. Uh, they're they're plus one fifty eight on the season. Yeah. So you're up one hundred and fifty eight dollars if you're a loyal Toronto Blue Jay backer. Visine Vince, the New York Yankees. Uh, you've lost yeah. three hundred and twelve dollars. You've lost three hundred and twelve dollars. Uh, and they're, through, and they're, through and they're five and five. That just tells you about the, the being they're a favorite. Overpriced, heavily priced. The Baltimore Orioles. Just like last year, Cam. Remember the Orioles? They're always just hovering even. around even. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're a 4-7 baseball team. You're only down 76 bucks. It almost leads you to believe you're, 
Bet them a lot. Yeah, you, it's not a bad bet betting on Baltimore. Because well, if they ever get hot, then you're going to start winning money. What if, and even when they lose all the time, you're going to break even because they're always underdogs. Exactly. It's and gonna, when they're at home, they're only like a minus. They're like a one ten favorite at home, and they're always an underdog on the road. To Malinsky's point about pitchers over overvalued, and then soon we're going to be betting on crap guys. Take that exact approach with teams like the Baltimore Orioles, who are only three games below 500 and almost even. Good point. Thank you. The Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, they're, they're just <laughs> money burners. <Yeah. laughs> You're down $555. So so far, they're yeah. our biggest money burner. They're so, winning right now, but yeah, 455. Only uh, two teams. Only two teams in the American League East are profitable so far: the Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox. The American League Central. You want to talk about a bat? This is the same as last year, Cameron. I know. This is a team that we should just sort of learn from this, and you bet against them. The Cleveland Indians. I do bet against them. I should bet against them more. You remember last year, dude? Remember the Cleveland Indians? We we talked about it. We we're like, look. They're like 14 games over 500, but they're down 300 bucks. They're minus. They're overpriced all the time. Yep. They're five and five, and you're down 288 dollars. Buddy, have you seen their bats? Right now, they're hitting. Listen to this. So, in other words, Cam, if we bet against the Indians every game, you're plus 288. Yes. And and also to this point, it's only 10 games into the season. Their batters are 100 points down, Gabe, on their average. And you talk about Kluber. Minus 200. Carrasco. All the time they throw out these guys. You never get Cleveland at home like under because of the crap division they're in. If they lose, you lose double the units. I'm, I'm fading Cleveland. Now, as far as over-under trends, there's not, we'll only give you the ones that really stick out. Like Boston's four and five um, you know, to yeah. the under, et cetera. But a little bit of a discrepancy here. Cleveland are actually seven and three to the under on the year. They've only had three games go over the number in ten games. The Minnesota Twins are four and four straight up. Minus $51 on the season. Detroit, minus $20. Yep. Here you go, sir. <laughs> okay. It's like Krusty the Clown. He's on the run for $450, $48. Or like when he won, when, when, uh, when Homer was like Krusty and Krusty. That was the, like, a, it was the Harlem Globetrotter episode. That's right. And after all that, when he's on the run and everything, he's like, all right, I got your money. I got your money. He gives him $50 and, and uh, the bookie. And two your change. And here's two your change. And I thank you very much, Krusty. Exactly. Well, we're now even. <laughs> $48. Krusty had $48 racked up. Um, so, yeah, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland are minus two, uh, $288 on the season, three and seven. Uh, seven, just th- uh, seven unders on the season, just three overs. Minnesota Twins, four and four, minus 50 bucks. Detroit, minus 20 bucks. Kansas City, minus 109. Chicago White Sox, money burners, minus Burn. 315. Doesn't matter, yeah. They're burning money right now. Cam's White Sox, yeah. love oh. that over total. Don't worry about eight. it. Long season, very long. We don't have to get very far. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> We're going to get there. Three and six, no The Houston problem. Astros, this is impressive because they're pretty much big favorites all the time, yet... They're 92 straight up. They're plus $455. So you've made $455 back in the Astros on a daily basis. Um, they also have struggled offensively, though, the Astros. Eight of their games have gone under. So 11 games, they're 8-3 and three, uh, to the under. The next team has been, obviously, let's talk a lot of positives like going on here. I know. I, know. I great, great start. Great start. The Angels, 8-3 and three straight up, plus uh, 509. Yeah, 509, 7 and 4 to the over. So they're scoring runs. Otani's done his thing pitching and hitting. Man, what a great start for the Angels. Making big money. 509 bucks with 8 and 3. That's good. That's good cake. We're only one week in, but Otani is now the favorite to win the most valuable player. Mm, that's put the big on a little bit. Here, right? <laughs> that's a, baseball's up. a long season, man. 
That's the thing. It's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's like, wow, man, what are we, 10, 11 games in? Let's get real. Seriously, let's get real. You know, the fact is, though, he's 2-0 as a starter. 13 innings pitch. He's only uh, given up four hits. Yes. Three runs. Okay. Uh, Struck out 18 batters. He's got an earned run average of 2.08. Talk to me at the All-Star break. Uh, At the plate. Three home runs. It's been a great... He's hitting 389. Great start. Not only that, Cam, I'll tell you right now, he's going to be the most valuable player and the Cy Young Award winner. You're going with both? Yeah. Okay. No, no. (laughs) No one's ever done this. This this is like Actually, that would be unprecedented. Yeah, great start for the guy, though. I got to be honest with you. Soon, guys, baseball, one of these things, man, they'll figure him out soon enough. I thought he would hit better than he would pitch. So did I. Remember we talked about the we win total, 11 and a half. Yeah. I was like, man, this guy's not winning 12 games. He's, He's actually, his pitching rookie, has but been surprising, surprisingly fantastic. I'm not betting against the guy. But the no. thing is, the he was uh, minus 170, the hype train, right? We talked about it with Malinsky. The public knows about yep. this guy. They're in on him. It's funny because a lot of people over the weekend were like, I can't lay 170 with this guy in his second start. And then, boom, he did it again. He did. Otani. So, um, yeah, the Angels uh, Angels are making you some money right now, plus uh, $509. Seattle, you're up $112. Oakland, you're down 373 Ooh. Texas Rangers, you're down 270 Now let's get to the most profitable team yep. in baseball. Meet the Mets. Meet, Meet the, the Mets. Mets. Plus $850. Wow. You're up $850. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Those New York bookies, man. That's, if you're a Mets fan, you're loving life right now. That's a good deal. I tell you, New York bookies right now are really happy that the Yankees, thank God for them, the I Yankees know. aren't winning. Exactly. They'd be getting pummeled. So they're basically taking all that Yankee money I mean, and paying off. Giving off Mr. Met. Yeah. <laughs> Met fans are laughing. Yankee yeah. fans are pissed. Correct. Yeah, Met fans. You're up $850 on the season. And hard to get in front of the Mets tonight. I actually like that parlay uh, we're talking about. My only deal is, though, I have a hard time trusting the Washington Wizards. I don't think the Wizards are that good. They don't like John Wall. John Wall doesn't get along with the team. The team doesn't get along with John Wall. So why don't you just do your baseball parlay then with Mr. Met and Washington and, plus, screw, and screw the baseball game. Screw the, so basketball. the basketball game. Yes, yeah, plus 111, yeah. that parlay. Yeah, why not? There's no need. If you don't like something, you National, have to throw it Nationals in to make it too big. Yeah, I just don't trust them. I don't, I just don't trust the yeah, Washington. Yeah, or you could say, hey, I'm going to put the Utah Jazz on that. You don't trust the Utah I Jazz. I do like the Utah you like, Jazz. You like Utah Jazz money line. Put that in the parlay and see what it pays. I don't think Golden State cares about tonight's game, to be honest. They're locked in to the two seed. Well, like, we talked about yesterday with they, Miami Heat. Yeah, they brought it up, though. If they want to play God and say, oh, this team will have to play this team if we win. But I'm not sure even if Golden State tried tonight, they would win this game. Yeah. No, Utah's playing great basketball. Yeah, Utah at home looking to lock this, uh, looking to lock up uh, the three seed. All right, so the Angels are profitable. The Texas Rangers, minus 270. We talk about the Mets, yep. plus 850. The Atlanta Braves have put money in people's yep, pockets. Sure I think that's going to regress. Yeah, the, the Atlanta Braves, good start, 6-4. and four, But, hey, they're up 385 bucks. you got to like what they're doing. Good young team right there. Look at the rest, all, all these other teams. The like, Nationals yeah. are like the, the, the Indians. They're money burners. They are, yeah. So the Nationals are 5-5. Five and five. They're a 500 team, and you're down over 318. They think, come on, man. See, that's the key about baseball with these minus 200 favorites. you got to parlay them. Philadelphia Phillies, minus $210. There, See, were, there were better ex- there were there were expectations for the Phillies too high this year. Too high. They're four they're four and five. Gabe and now- Kapler's an idiot. 
What are they? They're the four and five. You're down two hundred and ten dollars. That tells you the the the, the market is overreacting to Philadelphia. Uh, Miami uh, minus one hundred and fifty eight dollars on the season, and um, we've talked about this in the past with Jeffrey Loria, low life Loria, and scumbag Stempson. <laughs> Um, they're no longer the owners, obviously, of the Marlins. They used to own the Expos. They fleeced. They fleeced everybody. They, they didn't fleece them. They just sort of conned they're everybody. Just scumbags. But they are. They're not very nice people. They're horrible people. And they're arguing right now. Did you know he sold the team for one point two billion dollars? And the city of Miami built a stadium for him, and then he sold the team two years later. So it was a scam. Like he basically, yeah, he, he fleeced the he taxpayers. Yeah. Yes, he played them, and then the value of the team was worth more because he got the stadium. Wow. And he claimed that he lost money on the deal, even though we all know that, you know. So listen, the guy's a shyster. He's a hustler, et cetera. But um, the city of Miami, or Dade County, is claiming that Derek Jeter is now on the hook for this. You own the Marlins. You're going to have to deal with these debts. Except looks like Derek Jeter has borrowed a page out of uh, Jeffrey Laurie, or I should say low-life Laurie's uh, page and modest of uh, operation. As uh, basically uh, Derek Jeter is uh, stating that he, the company that owns the Marlins, they're in the uh, British Virgin Islands. <laughs> So therefore, Sorry, therefore the suit, us. yes, the suit, you know, does not merit. So he basically stated, you know, if you can get this to be accepted by the British Virgin Island Island. courts, then you'll have a suit. But we don't recognize, you know, <laughs> I'm not a citizen. We're not from Miami. So therefore, this is how it started for Derek Jeter here. Like, sharp, sharp businessman. I, you know. The Marlins were already a ghetto operation. They're going to go. They're hitting the skids hard. Yeah, they, they, you know, the Marlins were already like a uh, like the grocery stores that you shop at, like bargain bin. Yeah, Freshco. Yeah, yeah, oh, Dollarama. Fresh, they're the Freshco. Yeah, yeah, the Dollarama. Yeah. yeah, they're the Jack in the Box. What E. coli? Yeah, no, <laughs> they could couldn't be. They're the Jack in the Box of baseballs. It is. Yeah, Jeter has somehow made them even cheaper. Somehow, and even more low brown. You know how many people they got to the game last night? Seven thousand. Right, we're ten games in. Yeah, but there really wasn't seven thousand people. No, there's there. a couple thousand there. Now I know this. It's hard for me to mock because I've seen his first time with Montreal. With Montreal for sure. And the the Expos always used to say twelve thousand yeah, people, but there's like, more like no five, yeah, thirty. I think the low point might have been like thirty five hundred yeah. type thing. Well, people knew the team was leaving, right? Yeah, why yeah, would you it, go to yeah, the game? It was done. People were like, there was a sense of anger, but so it's a little bit different. They have a new ballpark here. They just built this stadium two years ago. And they're really, so basically, nobody's going to the games. I don't know the irony here, man. Maybe they should just move the Marlins to Montreal. That would be that would be the best. It really would. That would honestly be. It would just be oh, actually, if the world was would, fair, that's would, exactly what you would do. It would be comical. Somehow. They stole them. You the, bring them we give them the back. Expos. And Montreal, have your team back. Thank you. Even though, like, the Nationals are the Expos. <laughs> yeah. The Marlins screwed the Expos. True. Like, the owner of the Expos was able to trade, give up the ownership of the Expos. Baseball took over the Expos, and they gave him the Marlins, Marlins. and then they let the money to him. Exactly. Exactly. Give it back. No, he's a genius. Laurie is a genius. He started, he owned the Expos. He started by owning a piece of the Expos for like $40 million. You know what I mean? He owned like, 
you know, 30% yep. of the Expos or 38% of the Expos mm-hmm. for, for $40 million. And he borrowed the money type thing. Look what he turned it into. And he put it in the contract of the Expos. There were all these minority owners, like local car dealer, guest jeans, Canada. <laughs> so there was all these sort of consortium of owners that own the team. And he had a thing in the contract that, listen, if we raise payroll and you guys can't match it, I get more percentage in the team. Yep. So what he did is he knew they wouldn't match it, so he just signed a bunch of crazy deals. <laughs> he signed uh, the Fat Toad, Hideki Arabu. Exactly. Poor Fat Toad, rest in peace. <laughs> Graham Lloyd, remember him? I do remember Graham Lloyd. Yeah, he signed like basically every former washed-up Yankee. And then he hijacked the Expos, took ownership of that, flipped it over to Major League Baseball. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Welcome back to Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tampa Bay Rays getting it done right now, a 5-1 on my Chicago White Sox, and yar, yar, yar. More runs for the Pirates, the red-hot Pittsburgh Pirates leading the Cubs right now, 8-5. That's good news for me, Marenzi, because I'm on the Pirates. Yar, 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 the sea captain. Pirates. I like the Pirates. They're off to a really good start. Seven and two this year. If they can hold down the Cubs in the ninth, uh, eight and two. That's a great start for Pittsburgh. Been, uh, big money makers. This team plus four seventy yep. on the uh, on the on the market watch. You're up four hundred seventy dollars if you bet every uh, Pittsburgh game. You know Pittsburgh were um, Pittsburgh. Their win total was seventy three and a half coming into the oh, year. Oh, that's that's low. I was talking to some guys. Uh, on the program and breaking down, we were doing our, all of our um, all of our season previews. A lot of people like Pittsburgh to the over. Actually, so people sort of gave up on Pittsburgh. Oh, they got rid of McCutcheon yeah. and they're rebuilding, but they have good pitching. This team, yeah, and good young hitters, and they have a lot of good young prospects. Exactly. So they're plus four seventy on the season. The Chicago Cubs minus one seventy three so far on the year. Milwaukee uh, minus uh, Milwaukee's up one hundred twenty five dollars. St. Louis Cardinals minus two ninety five. I'm already done with the cards game. That's a frustrating you know thing. Same is, old crap with the cards. Well, we talk about you tell me all the time. Hey, Cam, you know history repeats itself. And I don't know many times we've had this conversation where you've come up to me ten games into the season and go, "I hate the St. Louis Cardinals." Like you hate them, you bet them, they always screw you. It's That's done. your Achilles they, they, you heel. Know, they used to be that go to team. They're not a go to team. You know who they are? They're this. They, you know who they are? They're the San Antonio Spurs. It's finally caught up to the the St. Louis Cardinals. You know what it is, Cam? They just don't have any stars. No. They're kind of – the Cardinals think they're smarter than everyone, right? Ah, we're not going to pay this guy. Our analytics says don't pay him. We'll just bring in a free agent. He can do the same thing. And they got away with it for a little while. But the fact of the matter is 
the dude left for Houston, and now Houston is is winning, and Houston gets it. St. Louis, no, you know, their bullpen blows. They, their, their team kind of going nowhere or going they backwards. They pop, yeah. yeah. You know, coming into the year, I thought they were going to be quasi-contenders. They got a couple studs on their team, but I just I don't believe in them. I thought they were a potential wild-card caliber team. You know, or not yeah. even really. I thought they could win 85, 86 games. I'm starting to wonder. I'm starting to wonder about this team. I, I don't want to bet on them. I'll tell you that much. They're minus uh, 295 on the season. You're down $295. Cincinnati Reds, Cam, your big red, uh, big yeah, red big, machine. The big red machine, not uh, not off to a good start. Yeah, they're down nearly 500 bucks already. <laughs> oh you're, you're down 500 in one week. A couple more losses. we got a mortgage payment there. That's so the, a problem. The two most profitable teams in baseball, the New York Mets and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yeah, the Rattlers. The, the Diamondbacks are wicked, man. They're wicked. They got scary, scary electric arms, dangerous hitting. Game. They got guys who can also have speed on the base pads. They do a lot of things right, the, the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. There 678 are, bones. They're already up three and a half games in a division. Colorado's down $253. Yep. I like you. Yeah, good call by you last night on San Diego. I thought Colorado would beat them up. Thanks. Um, I just think Colorado's one of those teams that. Their lines are always inflated because of their home park, and they're kind of an average baseball team. Our like, boy T-Bone actually accepts responsibility for the loss. Oh, he does? does he? Yeah, yeah, so you should be happy, actually. Yeah, yeah, T-Bone went to the game. Wasn't going to go, but it's like snowing in Denver all the time now, so there yeah. was no one there. He sat behind home plate for like 12 bucks. Great deal. Yeah, but I guess he yelled so much. Uh, he pissed off the Padres, and he actually sent me a tweet. He goes, I deserve to get beat up in the parking lot. I guess he was yelling, and the Padres hit like a three-run shot right after, yeah. and sort of like looked at him. <laughs> kind of like Gabe. I gotta tell you what. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's, you know, people he likes to chirp. Yeah, and he does, right? Yeah. So he he actually on Twitter he was like, "Sorry, Rocky fans, I might have went too far." And it's not really his fault, but yeah. it doesn't help. Like these baseball stadiums can be pretty quiet. And I saw T Bone tweeting the pictures. I'll show you how close he was. They definitely were hearing his smack talk. <laughs> I got one for you too. You know the guy. I'm going to tell you something. We went to a game. It was a Blue Jay game. Nobody was there. Fast talking, Mike. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's right. Yeah, he's right there. Yeah, he's right behind. They'll hear everything. Same thing. We were at a Blue Jay game, right? And we had money on the Your game. Buddy, fast talking, Denar- Mike. Yeah, fast talking, Mike. And that's when the, he, he's like with the chick now, so he's mellowed out. But this is when he's a real prick, you know, like yelling at everybody. So who, who is All he drunk. The other team? Yeah, he's drunk, you know. He likes to party, right? So he's on, he's a mile a minute, right? He's like, hey, Denard, how's your career span? Ah, he's like, that's his big joke, your career span, right? Denard spans like whatever. He steps up, looks at big, fast talking, Mike. Bam! Three run home run. And he gave him the old suck it. <laughs> like it was awesome. There was no one there. And I go, you idiot. Were you telling him? No, I, told, I, I freaked out. I'm like, oh, you stupid idiot. We got my, you don't piss off these guys. They can hear when the when the stadiums are empty. Like Denard Span just looked at him and said, F you, prick. You're better off. What an idiot. Three run jack, too. You're better off. Go, I, I never gone to a game with him since. There was there was a video, there's a video online right now the other day. Uh, the Bulls and the Celtics were playing. Yep. And um the spread was six and a half. The spread was six and a half. The Celtics were up by seven. And Felicio was at the free throw line yep. with like two seconds left in the game. And he's standing there, and it's all quiet, Cam. And you hear someone in Boston say, come on, man. I've got the Celtics minus six and a half. He's like, please miss this, Felicio. And you hear? And then Felicio, brick. Bam, bricks it. So people are like, man, did Felicio just like, 
brick this because the guy asked him to. But no. Of course he didn't. No. Like, <laughs> no. Felicio probably didn't even hear him. It was like, bad. Even yeah. though you can hear him, someone could be talking next to you. But if you're zoned out, mm-hmm. like a lot of athletes will tell you, they don't even hear the crowd noise. It's like it's white noise. The good them, ones. Right? Yeah. It's white noise. But like you said, if it's really quiet, the thing is, though, Felicio's not even from America. So his English wouldn't be great. He probably heard the guy but didn't know. And another thing, he's not a good free throw shooter. <laughs> right? Things so, happen. Yeah, he clanked it. <laughs> He clanked it. It, 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 is, uh, it is what it is. So T-Bone said the only reason San Diego won last night was because he was heckling the Padres. <laughs> that was that was his answer. <laughs> okay. It, it worked for me. I got no problem with it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. I remember I upset Cam at a football game once when I was, uh, yeah. I was uh, really mouthing off to a kicker. We had like sideline passes, oh, yeah, so I was yeah. close to the dude. Yeah, you you were lipping hard, <laughs> uh, very hard. The guy, he's warming up for his kick, and I say to the kicker, "I'm like, there's no way in hell you're gonna make this." Like I started, like I just, yeah. it started off sort of friendlier, but he actually missed, and I noticed I actually rattled the guy. It's true. So as he was warming up, I was yelling at him, and I really got in his head and stuff. And guys missing kicks, and uh, me and Camera on different sides of the game. Finally, Cam's like, Gabe, you got to shut up. You're affecting the game. <laughs> You're like, Cam's like, and if you remember, Cam, there were a bunch of cops, and you figure they would have told me to shut up. Nah, they didn't. They're all laughing. Yeah, they were laughing. They were like, oh, that's great. He's yeah, yeah. harassing the field goal kicker. I didn't care. The best was, though, after that, when he had his worst game of his career, we met him afterwards and did pictures with his family. Yeah. <laughs> But at least I was mad enough to confess. Yeah, you said I was really mean to you. Though. I said, uh, I said I, a couple of years ago I was he out knows. of control. He knows. We're well, you remember he laughed. He goes, yeah, we won the Great Cup. Andy. We, we exactly. won the game. We won exactly. the game. He was laughing. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, sorry about that. His family was cool. <laughs> Only in the CFL you could rip a guy all day long on the sidelines and become friends with the guy and take pictures with his family. Love that league. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. <laughs> Actually, I'm looking forward to it. Big time. Football can't get here soon enough. And yeah. you got the NFL draft uh, coming up right now. But I hate this draft coverage, man. All these bozos don't know anything. Mock Ooh, draft New, is. Mock draft New is. New York Giants, like, uh, they like Sam uh, they like Sam Darnold better than Josh Rosen. Yeah, how do you know? What, did, yeah. did the Mara family tell you? Yeah. You think they're telling the New York Post? Oh, yeah, guys, this is who we're drafting. Half, half it's the, all garbage. They're making this. Stuff up. It's not, yeah, it's fake news. And the, the reason they're doing it, they're going to help people stock and decrease people's stock. That's all it is, trying to manipulate the, the, the draft board. That's It's dumb. I'll tell you, though, uh, we do. Uh, we I did find a, a great, uh, uh, a great uh, predictor of the draft, actually. Better scout than Mel Kuyper and all these people, like Todd O'Shea and uh, uh, Mayock yeah. and all these guys. Yeah, Mick Shea and those guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A psychic lady. Really? Yeah, yeah. Baker Mayfield met with uh, a psychic. And there's actually a video of it. And he asked her, like, which team am I going to be playing for? Buffalo Bills. And she answered, Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Can we get her on the show? Will yeah. she do a mock draft or yeah, no? We probably should, actually. <laughs> I no, believe her more than Mel Kuyper. Get her, get her mock draft, and then we'll compare it to the She to asked the guys. him to draw cards, and they had, really? like, a different team. Oh, she did, like, tarot cards yeah, with teams. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, man. and he pulled the Arizona cards. <laughs> My brother's roommate, when I was, like, a teenager, I used to do cards with her all the time. It's a lot of fun. Tarot cards are fun. I believe they're drafting 15th. Interesting. So Arizona, actually, Arizona makes total sense. Will Baker Mayfield still be there? That's the que- that's the question. He might not be around at that point. I really have no idea. You know, I guess I don't know. Maybe it's I'm just older and 
you know, I'm less of a dickhead, but you know, I remember years ago I'd be predicting, oh, this guy there and oh, this team and that. Because it now, does, doesn't happen. Now that I'm older, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody knows. I guarantee you right now the Buffalo Bills do not know who they're drafting. They don't know. They don't know. Like, there's, there could be – dude, I go back to the Dak Prescott tell, I, story. Yeah. I go back to the Dak Prescott story. Right? Dak Prescott's a big star right now, the Dallas Cowboys. Yep. They ran Tony Romo into retirement for this kid. True. They weren't even going to draft him. Oh, they weren't. It was by mistake. It, it was. He fell into their lap. Yeah. Well, basically, they were about to take in the fourth round, they were about to take Connor Cook. Yes, for Michigan they State. They had Connor Cook circled. That was the guy they wanted. And the Raiders took Connor Cook one, one spot, spot before. before. Yep. They took him one spot before. Correct. And then. And then on the spot, they really didn't know what to do. They were pissed. They're like, son of a bitch. We wanted Connor Cook, and it was a scout, one scout, and uh, Jerry Jones's kid, Stephen Jones. The scout said, uh, I'm telling you, this, this Dak kid, this Dak kid, he can, he can do it. And they were basically, are you sure? Are you in on this? Are you really? They threw a dart. You know, and listen, Connor Cook... Turned out, you know, we can't say the kid sucks. He hasn't got that much of an opportunity, but he's not Dak Prescott. So they fell last backwards in a Dak Prescott. It wasn't even their plan to draft him. They they needed a quarterback. You're and, uh, to the fantasy. One guy, one guy basically said, put his hand up in the war room and said, "Listen, we like Dak Prescott." He said, "Just take Dak Prescott at quarterback here. Trust me." Look and how late Jones had his back. You're absolutely right. But Connor, and, look how late Russell Wilson went, Gabe, and even. Uh, oh, no. And uh, Jerry Jones wanted to get Manziel. Jerry Jones's kid is smarter than people give him credit for. The Stephen Jones dude. Stephen Jones has stopped Jerry from doing a lot of things. Like it was Stephen Jones that said, listen, don't. We can't get Johnny Manziel. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. So, like, Jerry needs to be talked out of things uh, sometimes. But, yeah, there's no exact science. Look, if they if they all knew that Tom Brady was going to be so great, he wouldn't have went in the sixth round. Sixth round, exactly. Like every team in the NFL passed on this yeah. guy repeatedly. You watch his training video, it's like the guy's You mentioned like Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. I was one of the few people, well, actually. Me too. We, 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 I can't believe you waited that long. Me and Brian Blessing, we were demanding. I, I remember sending the Bills tweets. To pick him. I remember sending tweets to the yep. Bills saying, you guys should take Russell Wilson, take this Russell Wilson kid. You could tell that he just sort of had that it factor, but... It's 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 inexact science. Nobody knows. Nobody has any idea where any of these players are going to go. I'll tell you one thing. The Cleveland Browns don't know who they're taking first overall right now. The so if the Browns pick, don't know. The Bills are taking a quarterback at that position. Who's ever left? I know they will. They have to. I don't know. You can't go into the season with Peterman and uh, and yeah, Buddy, Buddy from the AJ McCarron from the Bengals. You can't do that. I think they're very confident in AJ McCarron. I, I I like AJ McCarron as a quarterback, but you still need. You can't have just them, Gabe. You gotta you gotta go out and get a prospect, man. You gotta. Yeah, it doesn't mean they will, though. No, I think they will. I think they should. doesn't mean they'll take a quarterback with a 12th overall pick. You know, there's a lot of rumors that the Bills, the Bills have a ton of draft picks. They have a ton of draft picks. So they have they have maneuverability to, to trade, right, and to, to, yep. to deal with. But the same point in time, I legitimately think they do like A.J. McCarron. And they, their belief is A.J. McCarron will be the starting quarterback and play well uh, for them. I'm not going to disagree. They need a franchise quarterback to yep. move forward. They can't keep leaving these guys on the board. That's the problem. You know, from the Russell Wilson, 
to last year, Deshaun Watson. Exactly. There's been a lot of quarterbacks that they've had opportunities to take, and they haven't taken them. And these other teams take them, and then they're off and running, and the Bills have Nate Peterman. Exactly. And Tyrod Taylor. There's always, like, Band-Aid situations, like two-year contracts and stuff. I'm not going to disagree, but... Just because they're some, they should doesn't mean they will. No, it doesn't mean they will. They could no. take a quarterback twenty second with the draft. They could take a quarterback in the second round. They could take a quarter. They might like one of the guys and think, you know, we can get this guy in the third round. I know the Bills like Mason Rudolph a lot, and Mason Rudolph won't go in the top. Mason Rudolph will be there twenty second. Yes, he will. He might even he might even slip like late into the. I'm thinking second round. Would you not agree? Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. I'm not. I'm not in love with Mason Rudolph. I'm not either. Like I don't know. Is Mason Rudolph a system quarterback? Because he played at Oklahoma State. Like he's he's he's. They like okay. his arm. They like his size. Yeah, I don't know. He's man. like six five. He could. He's got a cannon. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not in love with him. To me, he's kind of a gamble. But NFL teams do like him, and yeah, he's probably going to be a late first round pick. Actually, he's probably going to be a late first round, early second round pick. I think the Buffalo Bills, it's all or nothing. If he's, if he's there at that point, they would, they would take him. I think the Bills are going to try to try to trade up. Look, the Jets are already dead, right? The Jets sort of took that yep. three spot away. That The Bills sort of had their eye on that. I think the Bills are going to try to trade up in the draft and get Josh Allen or Josh Rosen. And if that doesn't work, then I think they'll... Settle with Rudolph? No, I think they'll... They'll probably take someone like a little lower. Yeah, maybe yeah, Rudolph twenty second. I like Josh. That's the thing. We can't predict anything that's going to happen. But I will say this about Josh Allen: the way he played in that final game. Like I remember, I was on Central Michigan, and Wyoming just went in there, and that guy kicked the kicked their ass like all around the field. He made yeah. all the throws. So yeah, that's a MAC team. We're it, talking. It is about. a MAC team. It is a MAC team. I'm just saying. I I I, I think there's something about that guy though. I'm starting to buy in, actually. I don't have a problem with rolling the dice with him. I like him better than Darnold. I'm not oh, yeah. a Darnold guy. I don't have belief in Darnold. Listen, a USC Trojan quarterback has never won a Super Bowl yeah. before. Right? Exactly. You, can't, you can't discount that. You can't hold that against him either. But I'm not, I don't know, man. I'm not the biggest Darnold fan. There's something about him. <laughs> I think he's going to turn the ball over yeah, a lot. Turnover machine. Yeah, I think he's going to turn the ball over a lot. I think he'll have a hard time reading NFL defenses. Josh Allen is Phillip Rivers 2.0. I like Phillip Rivers. I know, Great career. I know Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was asked who he thought it went best with in meetings, and he said the Bills. Wow. Like, yeah. Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com premium and learn more about our awesome product. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage at Radio continues. Philadelphia 76ers have won 14 straight games. Hot. Looking to lock up the three seed. They're on a 10-4 ATS run during this run. 
Pirates over Cubs official, 8-5. 8-2, yar, yar, yar. Yeah, Lamar Jackson doesn't have an agent. A lot uh-huh. of people are talking about this, and some people think can, he's smart. Can we be his agent? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> he doesn't want an agent. No, he's got a lot of upside. The thing is, he doesn't want to give up the percentage points to the agent. He said, why should I when the NFL NFL salary structure for rookies is pretty much set in yep. stone, but it's a stupid move. The fact of the matter is, listen, you only give up like 1.5%, 2% max. And uh, secondly, um, agents can help your draft stock, and they can help them get yep. drafted higher in the draft. They can help them uh, with merchandise and endorsement deals. It's a short-sighted move by Lamar Jackson here. I don't like this move. You know, I, I've been bigging up Lamar Jackson, but this shows me a sign of just sort of stupidity on his behalf. And um, even stupider, seven NFL football teams can't get in touch with him. So seven teams have wanted to talk to him, and they can't, can't, get, can't get the number. Well, there's no agent to yeah, call. Exactly. They have his phone number, but he doesn't return calls. So, and his phone's not on, or it goes right to voicemail. Right, so, that's so good, yeah. Yeah, Buffalo line. What? Sorry, Lamar's not here. Uh, let's bring in uh, Tony Sincata right now. Oh, I don't know. Good. Maybe Tony can track yeah. down Lamar Jackson. You sound like a you sound like a liberal. Like, oh, he needs help. Give him help. Get him an agent. All they have to do is go to Twitter and tweet him. What do you mean I'm a liberal? How how am I a liberal? Because he needs an agent. He doesn't. That's need that's, an agent. that's that's more of a Republican thing. No, you want no, you want to put a, a, a guy over him when he can fend for himself. Maybe he just doesn't want to talk to them. Maybe he knows there's a team that's going to draft him, and he's all set. He goes, "I got this, Gabe. I got this." Yeah, I know that. Well, you know what? It wouldn't shock me if he's looking. He's like, as if I'm answering the Browns, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I know, and he's looking. And he's Teams like, can't lie, though. He's like, oh, because like I said, he supposedly met with the Bills a couple of times. So everybody, yeah. the Bills are getting in touch with him. Yeah. See, now you feel better. No, I, I still don't feel better. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but you raised. No, I brought that up before too. Especially, actually, to be honest with you. Let's say you were at the combine and some one of the GMs asked you if your mother's a whore. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Yes. And then you see, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy that asked me if my mother's a prostitute or not. Don't yeah, I that. think I'll pass on this team. <laughs> right? I'm not going to answer there. Call, you're right. I get that. But he's costing himself money here, Tony. You know, the draft is all a big hype machine. You have an agent. That agent is friends with general managers. That agent already has relationships with certain general managers. If a general manager is on the fence, let's say, with the eighth pick with Lamar and has a good relationship with Lamar's agent, that agent can convince that that GM at the, with the eighth pick that, you know what, Lamar's your guy. Let's go out to dinner together. Let's talk football Trust me, have I ever steered you wrong before? I told you about this player, and I told you this guy was going to be great for you. He has that relationship as opposed to Lamar acting like Nicki Minaj here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's deciding on who's going to answer the damn phone. I think he's costing himself money in this, Tony. So, yeah, call me a liberal if you want. <laughs> call me a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> call, I don't know. Is Drew Rosenhaus a liberal? Like, I, Since when is trying to get more money from NFL uh, teams make me a liberal? I got I to gotta cut the fat, man. You got to cut the fat. You take out that one or, like, one or two percent. You sound like you're rich and have Joel Olstein money now. Uh, you know, it's only one or two percent. I mean, you know what's funny? Tony, his money. Me and Cam used to work with this guy, Eric Cohen. Oh, yeah. 
And basically, so sort of like Dan Strafford. Like, he, you know, he did he the update guy. Yeah. He, got, he got the update guy. And once I saw him, he was all depressed one night, right? And I, I said, hey, Eric, how you doing, man? What's going on? So you seem a little down. He goes, wow, I'm a little upset. I got rejected by an agent. And uh, I was like, an agent? And the guy tried to get, like, uh, Gord Kirk, Eric Lindros' yeah, agent. like professional athlete. The guy, like, represents, like, $10 million a year contracts, hockey players and stuff. The update guy was making $38,000 a year. So I was like, I was like, I don't know what you thought the agent was going to be able to do for you. So basically, like, the agent, like, politely told him, listen, like, I can't help you with your $38,000 a year contract. Just because you were the drug dealer on Degrassi Junior High doesn't mean I'm going gonna... <laughs> to. You remember, he was a childhood actor, too. I had a similar, I have a similar uh, rejection uh, from an agent. Oh, yeah. I tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Uh, Todd Musburger. Brent oh. Musburger's yeah, brother. Yeah, Brett, Brett Musburger's brother wow. is a big power agent in yeah, the industry. Yeah, he's Brett's agent, actually. Yeah, yeah. So when I was a younger broadcaster, I uh, I actually met uh, Todd Musburger and stuff. He told me keep it up and stuff. And I was like, well, can you represent me and, like, get me on ESPN and stuff? <laughs> he's like, no, I can't. <laughs> 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 you know, you know who's actually really nice though. Actually, in the industry is uh, is Leslie Visser's brother. Leslie's Visser's brother. He's is an also, agent too. He's also a big shot in the industry, and he was actually very nice to me. Very, very nice to me. Yeah, I like Leslie Visser. She's all right. Yeah, I shot for the stars. This is like for Todd. <laughs> yeah, you're going. Why not? The difference was you're doing shows, and Cole was doing uh, like I don't know. Yeah, why. At least I, I, at least yeah, I had a yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. The, the guy was doing Canadian like sitcom afternoon, like not not Ellen, like well, Camilla Scott. Like she's done. a she's a bit actor in like Law and Order SVU for Christ's sake. Like what the hell's going on here? Was, Worked out uh, for Drake. That's true. Was Leslie Drake. Visser married to Dick Stockton? Yes. Yeah. Good call, Tony. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think they still are. They could be, yep. Oh, congratulations. That's unlike the rest of us. <laughs> Every time we talk, Ray, Ray Knight, Nancy Lopez. I don't know that for a fact, though. I'm but Ray Knight, out. Nancy Lopez. No, we always talk about that, remember? We were asking, oh, who's he married to? Oh, well, yeah, Ray Knight. Are they Nancy still Lopez. together? They got it. No, I think they're still together. Yeah, they're still together. Who else is going to want Nancy Lopez? <laughs> I didn't want to say that. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know why I just did. did you see, oh, uh, you, oh, sorry. Sorry. The, the White Sox just hit a three-run home run. 6-5 now. Ooh. He gone. He, the heat is on. He gone. So uh, he last, night, last night somebody asked me. They said, hey, Marenzi, did you see, uh, what do you think about LeBron's shoes? And uh, I responded. I'm like, why would I care about, about LeBron's, LeBron's shoes? shoes? Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's got new shoes. So I thought they meant like he had a new shoe line. You know, like, all right, it's his new model. And I was like, I don't care, man. Whatever, man. Good for him. Like, he's got a new shoe out. So, uh, but no, no, no. I didn't really understand. He, You saw Tony, his shoes last night. I'm king. So he had the shoes, I'm king, and bold in the back. And now I understand why people ask me because it freaking enraged, enraged me. <laughs> that Like, this guy, who the hell is this? This guy's unbelievable. He's not the king. Now... By definition, I actually looked up the word king today. All right? Yes. You know who comes up? There's one king. Now, Elvis Presley. Yes, and I find this interesting, actually. I find it very interesting that LeBron James wants to sue Nick Saban for this barbershop TV show thing. When the state of Elvis Presley should be suing LeBron. Yes. He's using Or the Jerry the King, king Lawler. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler? <laughs> yeah, exactly. King Diamond? Good call. King of Kensington? Yes. I could go on and on. You Martin can. Luther King? King. 
The next thing you're going to know, you're going you're gonna to hear LeBron wants to trademark the word king, Tony. I'm sick of LeBron James. You know what he's the king of? He's the king of whining. You know what he's the king of? He's the king of traveling. All right? He's no king. Like, you know, this guy, he, people like anoint this guy like he's the greatest, you know, basketball player ever. And he's, the, he's a humanitarian and everything else in between. A little humility would be nice, uh, LeBron, right? Oh, I'm king. You're He's king. anti-king, then. No. There's only one king, and his name is King Diamond. Larry King. Larry King. <laughs> oh, Larry King. Uh, I got bad news. Um, What's the news? A dick Stockton couldn't keep his surname out of other women, and they, were, they divorced. And um, But Leslie has moved on, and she married Bob Knuth in 2010. Oh, really? Huh? What are you saying? What, some uh, dick, dick Stockton? Uh, dick. Dick, yeah. dick, 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 dick. She, yeah, Leslie, uh, her bio has her. How is Dick Stockton getting laid and I'm not? That's the question. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing, right? No, like, 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 like honestly, like, how is like, honestly, how is he even cheating on her? <laughs> how do you get a chance to? Like, that's what it's come to. Like, Dick Stockton is getting laid and I'm not. You know, this is really pretty pathetic, actually. I've got to be honest with you, Morency. You can't get laid if you don't leave your building. i got to go to, i got to move to Jacksonville or something like that. <laughs> Hook that up with a Hooters what? chick, you know? Yeah, uh, that, that's it. I mean, John Daly <laughs> loves it out here. Oh, no, of course he does. <laughs> John Daly loves it out here. I love yeah. John Daly. I've got, I've got Dick Stockton's number. Get him, get him some. Yeah, I guess some. He's sex, a Boston sex, guy. Sex tips. He's a Boston guy. Oh Tom. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ask him if he's got any. Every time I have him on, yeah, well, yeah. Can we? Can, I'm gonna ask him, Dick. Can we come out and party with you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Leslie. Yeah, she. Uh, this is the, her biography is very rough. Leslie uh, slipped and fell after jogging in uh, Central Park <laughs> and had to have hip surgery. Leslie was also born yeah. in Quincy, Quincy, Massachusetts. Yeah, you know what? She slipped and fell. See, if you, if me or Cam said that we slipped and fell jogging in Central Park, people would be like, "You fell while you were drunk." Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They, they would or worse. It. Yeah. yeah. You sure. used the Bill Lee. The Bill Lee excuse is the best, though. When I told, I said the story here. I brought it up before. Bill Lee was uh, sleeping with a chick, and her boyfriend came home, and he jumped off the balcony, and he messed his ankle up pretty yeah. good. So he showed up, and he told the Expos that um, he tripped over a cat jogging. Nice. It's like actually that. a pretty good lie. Like it's a cat, actually, yeah, scurrying out of the bushes. No, no, it's a pretty good it's lie. Like, you, know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're right. He tripped over a cat. <laughs> <laughs> a cat was involved. Yeah. Well, you, for all you slow people, the reference yeah. to cat could mean no, female like, anatomy. If you, if you lie, you can't make it, like, too, you know what I mean? Like, uh, remember Jeff Kent? Jeff Kent said that he fell off his truck washing his truck. Yeah, that's right. I didn't, no one believed it. And it turned out he was doing wheelies. Exactly. Um, like, it's like the um, Dustin Johnson. The I stairs. still don't believe that story that he fell. I don't know what happened. No, I don't know what happened. I'm, I'm with you. I don't know who you told me, but somebody said he was uh, with Pauline, and so, I'm, I'm with you. So just saying that you like you tripped over a cat, that's not bad, actually. I tripped over a cat. <laughs> so Dick Stockton was banging Jamie Drinkwater. And, drink uh, water. That's the that, chick's last name. Are you what, kidding me? Is that her? Is that her handle? Wow. Yeah, drink water. Jamie. I'm sure that's not all she was drinking. And she looks like uh, <laughs> she's all right, but she's a little older. She's Dick's age. Dick, you Let's usually see. get younger girls on the side. Jamie, uh, drink water. 
We're just, you know, we're killing any chance of getting Dick Stockton on the yeah. show right now. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, so, um, <laughs> all right, what's her name? Drinkwater. Yes. Wow. Yes. wow yes. Drinkwater. Where's she what from? What kind of last name? What? Images of Jamie it. Drinkwater. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there she is. She's a she's a classy dame. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're supposed to get. Dick, she's Dick's cool. looking pretty. Dick's looking pretty I, happy. Yeah, I like I like Dick's style. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're right. Like yeah. he just looks like that guy in the Vegas horse book that you know. They look he, like he's a, a happy winner. couple. They do. Oh, oh, yeah, I, I like I like, like Jamie Drinkwater. Oh, but I guess she's like, classy. Lord. The question is, would you sleep? Would you sleep with the, the Drinkwater chick? Yes, Very close. Yes, uh, she looks yeah. like she's in her sixties. She's a pretty attractive. I gotta uh, be honest with you. I like, I like older women. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm saying, he, he, yeah, yeah, he, man. Well, you got more of the Dick yeah. Stockton story? Yeah, her son played for Le- uh, Lester in the uh, soccer league. That's Jamie right. Vardy. That's what Drinkwater's yeah. daughter? Yeah, Jamie. Drinkwater's kid? Yeah, Jamie Vardy is his name. Yeah, because I'm looking at pictures of soccer in the profile here. What the yeah. hell's going on? I know that. And he, did it, he, did it, he didn't approve, and he didn't go to the wedding. Oh, he doesn't approve? Oh, he doesn't like Dick. He doesn't like Dick Stockton. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, who doesn't like Dick Stockton? <laughs> Jamie Vardy. Yes. Uh, yeah. You know what? So I was. Uh, my guess is there's probably a uh, Mister Drinkwater. Yes, it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a Mister Drinkwater who the son is probably yeah, buddies really with. tight with. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but you know when I look at Dick Stockton here and Drinkwater, they look so happy together. They actually do. They actually look like, uh, yeah. That's what I want to look like when I'm older and still alive and I have a woman. Uh, I want Les- it to look like Leslie that. Leslie Visser moved on. She's all right yeah. with her life. Lay off Dick Stockton, Tony. I'm, I'm just telling you. I figured you being a Boston guy, you'd have I'm Dick's not, back. I'm not passing judgment. I am saying. I mean, it could have been problems. I mean, it could have been problems. Maybe. No, I've got a problem that I think a 67-year-old. I think Dick Stockton's 67-year-old girlfriend is. I mean, like, yeah, she's actually she all looks right. fantastic in that picture. Yeah, like, fantastic. I got no problem with it. <laughs> I like it. You mean her at the bar in Vegas, and it's go time. Huh? Definitely. <laughs> I can You're just see in. her at the karaoke parlor just right there, yeah, having a nice martini with some olives on a sword, and I'll be right there. Right I, brought it, I brought it up yesterday with Patrick Reed. Pretty crazy, huh, Tony, that Patrick oh, Reed's. His, his, his chick used his, to be his caddy, man. His his wife had, like, Patrick Reed's parents removed from the U.S. <laughs> Open, man. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, we got more. You got more dirt on Dick? No, 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 Dick. Uh, we're done with Dick. <laughs> More dirt on Dick. More I was dirt trying to, on Dick. Yeah, it seems like the uh, should be a daily was, should be a daily segment. Yeah, dirt on, dirt on Dick Stockton. <laughs> Here's the problem. Here's the and problem. And we love you, Dick Stockton. We got your back on this one. You know, everybody. I, I always hope that everybody can always uh, maintain an erection. Dick Stockton would still be married if he couldn't get an erection. I'm assuming that Dick Stockton's on Viagra. No, I'm. I, he's getting up somehow. I, I mean, if he couldn't get up and his penis stayed flaccid, he'd still be married to Leslie Lisa. So no, there's no, always no, a pause. No. <laughs> what do you mean? No offense to Leslie Visser, but I think this drink water yeah, chick's a little like hot. She, yeah, she's doing they look good. more compatible. Uh, who could be more compatible than two top sportscasters in the business? Maybe they were fighting for jobs. Professional jealousy. Yeah. Professional yeah. jealousy. <laughs> Professional jealousy. 
I'm still depressed that knowing that uh, Dick Stockton, Dick Stockton getting, yeah, he's getting more than I am right now. He gets some, he gets some action there, man. <laughs> I got I got to be honest with you that if you'd walk like a hundred feet outside the studio though, like you're kind of you're doing shows all the time, you know. You got to wait for virtual uh, sex. You know what, you know what I mean? Dick though, my, Dick, I you know what this is a problem. Dick might have been in a situation where he wasn't getting because Leslie Viz had the hip surgery. And um, he's straight. Good call, it happens. Tony. Yeah, it happens. Hips are tough. Hips are very, very tough. I mean, who could blame Leslie? Like, you can't blame your wife if she's not putting out when she had hip surgery. You know who I'd like to uh, get drunk and, uh, you know, spend a night with? It would be a good time. I know who. Can I guess? Sportscaster? Yeah. Michelle Tafoya. Yeah. Oh, Michelle yeah. Tafoya would be a good She's time. actually like Benjamin Button of chicks. She's getting younger as she's getting older. It's weird. Michelle Tafoya uh, would actually, be like she's the nice. type of chick that would, like, You'd be at the bar with her, and someone would go up. Hey, Michelle, I'm a big fan. She'd just go F off. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she, she doesn't. Stri- she doesn't strike me. Like, that's what turns me on about her. No. She strike- like, I heard, like, she's a Michigan grad. Someone was talking shit to her about the Wolverine. She punched them out of Michigan I, football. Uh, I see her being more positive and then say, I'm a big fan. She'd say, how could you not be? <laughs> That Andrea Kramer chick on uh, ESPN, she knows football, but uh, her neck's too long, man. Kind of freaks me out. Uh, Those girls with those long necks. Good for in-car contact.